No, no, no. <laughs> took my air freshener down. I didn't know how to take it down, so I had to take a second to do that. Um, it's also freezing cold. I'm in Chicago, Illinois, Highland Park, uh, visiting a friend. Some friends here tonight that I haven't seen in a while. It's amazing seeing them. They're so cool. They're good people. Um, so glad I can see them again and connect with them again and just like, look them in the eyes and have conversations with them again. It's it's been awesome. <laughs> some of my childhood best friends, some of the kids we got in trouble with as like you know middle school and high school, ran around with. It's been uh, good to reconnect as adults, um, especially after my whole journey of <laughs> just being a degenerate shithead, not being in contact with people, really like indulging in myself and worried about myself. It's good to like stop and care <laughs> and listen to what they have to say and what their lives are you know what's happening in their lives and what they're doing in their lives um so connected a little bit last night and then tonight i'm gonna meet up with a bigger group of people and hopefully do the same uh people i haven't seen in a while people i hopefully can um you know reconnect with in very positive loving ways and i'm very confident in that. i mean they're just good people deep down um, we were just millennials who were raised by boomers, so we just kind of indulged ourselves, pleasured ourselves, very like hedonistic lifestyles, um, because the TVs told us that was what we were supposed to do. So we did it for a while. <laughs> we lost the what matters, you know, the communication with each other, the relationships we have with each other and stuff. Um, but it's over. We're waking up. We're overcoming our parents' shitty parenting, and... Whether we realize it or not, we're starting to like forgive them and uh, kind of reject their grasp and their grip on us. And things are starting to get better. I can see it in my peers' eyes. Um, you know, I think I, we used to kind of be broken and lost and very individualistic, very hedonistic, and now it's starting to be good again. <laughs> we're starting to wake up and things are starting to be good and loving and positive with each other, and that's a good sign. But the boomers still need work, that's for sure. Um, I made a little lesson plan here because I wanted to make sure I touched on every topic this time and not forget anything. I wanted to start by saying it's cold as fuck here. <laughs> it's so fucking cold here. Uh, I liked it at first and you know, I walked out this morning from my friend's house and uh, there was snow on my car. It was kind of cool. It's kind of nostalgic, cute. Um, wiping away snow on my windshield for the first time in you know seven, eight years. Was, that was nice. Um, that was kind of originally why I moved to California. I was sick of the weather. I wanted good weather. I wanted pretty girls. I wanted like a drug, you know, I wanted to go smoke weed um, without getting in trouble with police. Um, and looking back, it's so childish and stupid that that's what I did. And that's what was motivating me to move to that crazy, insane place. Um, and I also had family there, so that was kind of a good big draw, but it was mostly just self-indulging, pleasure-seeking, want to be rich and famous lifestyle. And I'm over that. Finally, <laughs> finally and truly in my life. So it's nice to like come back here and like experience some of this stuff. Um, be cold a little bit, you know, put jackets on and be kind of miserable for a few moments when you're walking from your car to a coffee shop, but then being, you know, getting that warm rush, that warm sensation of warmth and uh, happiness when you get somewhere that's finally warm and where people are kind of doing that together. Um, kind of going through the pain together and then also going through the triumph and the the good feeling of being warm together in some place. Um, it really makes people connect a little more and there's a little more like feeling of life there. Um, as opposed to San Diego where every single day is just, things are great, things are good. Oh no, it rained one time in a month, you know? <laughs> Let's bitch about it and complain about it and it ruins my whole month. But uh, there's something good about the cold weather. It's making me feel good in a weird, fucked up way. But we'll see how long this lasts. This might be nostalgia, this might be temporary, so I'll get back to you on that. Um, 
if anyone is here, anyone joins in, um, Valley Bear, what's going on? How you doing? Um, keep crushing out there. Uh, send me questions, I'll answer them at the end. Um, any advice you have, any like comments, any topics you want me to address, I'll answer at the end. I don't really like, I'm not used to live streaming yet where like, I get distracted and I easily can like ramble and get distracted. So I don't really want to plan on uh, answering questions as I go, but um, shoot me questions and comments, I'll answer them at the end. And um, yeah, I just wanted to start off as always by just saying just be good, do good, love each other. Um, it's kind of like just my new motto. I keep it on the front of my mind. Um, my words are always faith, loyalty, hope. I always kind of live my life now about those like three character building pillars um, in that specific order. You know, keep the faith first, remain loyal, keep your promises, do what's right to you know each other, the people in your life, and have hope. Be optimistic. Cut the despair. Cut the negativity. Cut the fear out of your life. And I mean, I can't tell you how much happier I am in life, how much more successful I am in life, how everything is just working in my life now that I really have used those three like defining pillars in my everyday actions and my everyday interactions with people. Um, but yeah, just be good, do good, love. It's pretty simple. <laughs> it's easy to make excuses, it's easy to run away from that, but uh, it's kind of also easy to just do it. Just spread the love, be good. Be good to yourself first and foremost, and then you can, from that, build and be good to other people. What's going on? Uh, welcome to Raisins. Um, you might have missed it, but I said shoot me questions and topics and advice or anything you want in the chat, and I'll answer at the end. Um, but yeah, I wrote here, um, you know, I'm finally comfortable with speaking the truth. I think the whole time I was in California, I had friends and family holding me back from kind of sharing my true opinions, or they'd slap me down when I spoke the truth. and. I've finally, over the last year, I've learned to speak true, but I've kind of hid the truth as well. I've kind of been shy about sharing my full thoughts, my full uh, opinions on everything. And now I'm just kind of over it. I'm just gonna be my mouth. <laughs> my mouth is just gonna be connected to my brain. I'm not scared of calling myself a Christian anymore. I'm not scared of like sharing my faith. I'm also not gonna push it on anyone. Um, but it was kind of weird hiding my true self, hiding my journey and my, you know, overcoming obstacles from people um it was making my friends sad seeing me like quit you know doing drugs quit being an alcoholic quit smoking quit porn quit sex seeking quit all like the hedonistic lifestyle stuff that was really making me a better person and helping my life it was tough for my friends to hear and see that like being a good person was tough for them because they're like clearly not or they don't want to be they're clearly they, you know they like their pleasure lifestyle they like their hedonism so I kind of just learned to be quiet and now I'm almost regretting that. <laughs> I'm almost regretting that I didn't help wake them up and, you know, show them that it truly was, you know, that there truly is a good righteous path out there that it really does make you better and help you. And um, I'm kind of sorry for not speaking up and speaking the truth in certain moments, but that's kind of over. I'm kind of over and done with that. I'm going to be definitely just speaking my mind and speaking the truth and I'm probably wrong I'm a big goofy dumb idiot I was a heathen, heathen. I was a degenerate for a while so I mean I'm learning from my mistakes I'm overcoming lies and brainwashing from my parents and from just people in my life TV and you know friends and peers and technology all the screens that tell us how to think and how to act I'm finally kind of over that shit you know it's thanks mostly thanks to just quitting porn quitting drugs 
and just kind of being healthy, eating healthy, exercising, and I mean, first and foremost, just having a higher purpose than yourself, a higher meaning than yourself, which is, you know, our God, however you want to call him, whatever label you want to apply to him. But um, my life is just so much better, and I'm so comfortable and not scared of anything now. Um, Satan doesn't have a grasp on me, a hold on me anymore, um, even though he had kind of is still in, in my life. I can see it in some of my friends' and family's eyes, um, the grasp that he still has, but it's nice and comforting knowing that I'm over it and that I can live a good, healthy lifestyle and speak up and speak the truth and maybe encourage them to join me. Um, that's kind of the most I can hope for right now. But I wanted to also kind of touch on the fact that like, I just view life now as a giant war of good and evil. Um, I used to put everything into like, little categories and groups, you know, political teams, little like religious cults and um, I mean I call, I call everything everything a cult everything like a, you know brainwashing and all that kind of stuff um, that doesn't really make sense but I used to kind of label things you know sexes races genders all these weird little groups and categories and it just became these weird false dichotomies that are you know now it's kind of obvious to me with this clear mind this clear thinking self that it's all phony and fake Everything is just a battle of good and evil. It really is. You really start to see it when you when you, when you really internalize and think of it and you have a clear mind that you know, you're capable of seeing things. It really does kind of make all these groups and these little tribal warfare things kind of disappear. These little cult battles like really just start seeming almost like funny or silly. Um, all the politics and stuff is just almost laughable at this point. Um, and... I think it's just all around us at all times. The spiritual warfare is taking place and it's ramping up right now. I think I'm a part of it. I think God woke me up because I'm going to be a crucial asset in this upcoming spiritual warfare. And I think it was about time for him to slap some fucking sense into me and <laughs> get me on the team. I think I was always on the team. I was just like the weak link, you know, I was one of the weaker links on the, the, the side of good. Um, I've always felt that way, but I always ran away from it. I always just indulged in drugs, indulged in sex, indulged in all that kind of like pleasure shit, almost in spite of God, being atheistic in spite of God, running away from this responsibility that he's about to place on me. And I'm over it. I'm speaking true. I'm being true. I'm following the path he has for me, the light he has for me, um, the light he's provided me, I guess. And I'm finally enlisting. I'm enlisting in the spiritual war. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't necessarily want to be like the commander-in-chief or the general of the army, but I'm here to fight. You know, I'm here to be a foot soldier in this battle. And it's ramping up. It's really ramping up. So I think everyone out there should really kind of decide and start to, you know, I mean, first you kind of have to cleanse yourself of all your, like, crazy brainwashing and, you know, mind-numbing shit that's porn and drugs and all that stuff. Um, Pleasure-seeking, material wealth-seeking stuff. Um, really clouds your brain and makes you not able to see like what's happening. But once you're there, once you see, it really just becomes a choice. You have good or evil. You really have to just kind of choose your side and pick your pick the battle you're willing to start fighting. And it's really ramping up. It's heating up, and it's about to start really taking place here very soon. I think 2020 is going to be a weird, magical year. I think it's going to just really start this big, giant conflict that's about to take place and happen. So I think it's time we start choosing sides guys <laughs> i think you need to start choosing your side are you going to be on good team good or team bad um but all that being said that's kind of a giant overview summary of my thoughts the last few days kind of being with myself driving um, in my car um before i get to what happened in uh champagne and in illinois i just wanted to say that like t coming from springfield missouri from my last live stream to champagne illinois which is my hometown where my dad is 
Um, I just wanted to make a quick note, quick note that Missouri really impressed me in the, like in terms of people. The scenery is just whatever. It's okay. It's just country scenery. The roads are okay. It's you know all that kind of stuff's fine. It's, it's fine. It's not terrible. It's not a shitty state at all. I heard bad things. I hear bad things in the press and in the national press about how horrible that state is or whatever. People gossip about it and stuff. But really struck me as as really good about Missouri as a state. Um, all the men I interacted with were just men. It was weird. Like I'm coming from California where all the men are just broke and weak and addicted to pleasures and just, you know, clouded with their mind. Their minds are just very clouded and um, they're all just about sex, 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 and they're all just about themselves. It's all independent, you know, thinking. And Missouri men were very community-based. They were very down to earth and reasonable. They look you in the eye. Um, they show you respect, you know. There's just something about it. I couldn't really put my finger on the exact right way to describe it. But I wanted to point out some examples because, I mean, at first they were driving sane. It's the first state I've ever been in where I felt like the drivers were just normal and sane. <laughs> I wasn't getting cut off. I wasn't, people were using turn signals. People were stopping, you know, people were driving like, a, you know, not too slow, but not crazy fast. Um, it just really seemed like it really stuck out to me as like, wow, these people here can drive their cars. It really was cool. It was a good feeling thing. Um, but then I stopped at a gas station and it was a just a quick like five, ten minute stop, filled up my tank, real cheap gas before I hit St. Louis and Illinois where the taxes get a little crazy. And this cute little kind of rundown little gas station off the highway and the first, the first thing I noticed was all the men were like going out of their way to hold the doors open. There's a lot of like cute little old ladies coming in and these country men, these country cowboy kind of men were holding the doors, really like going out of their way, rushing up their pace to go grab the door and hold it open. You know, when the, someone said, thank you, I have a problem with this. I always say no worries or don't mention it, but they say you're welcome. I actually really like that. There's something really more respectful about that. When someone says thank you for helping me and you say you're welcome, there was just something a little, it really stuck out as me as like being, you know, a person and a person interacting. Um, I have, I need to work on that. I say that a lot out of laziness on my part where I hold the door or something and someone says thank you. I say, oh, don't worry about it. Oh, don't mention it. And that's just lazy thinking. That's unappreciative, I think. That's, you know, I'm telling you to do something. I'm telling you, I'm giving you an order, which is don't, don't think about me. Don't worry about what the, the kindness I just did for you. Um, there's just something a little off about that. I need to cut that and break that from my habit. I also need to cut all the ums. I'm sorry if I, I always say um, 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 and like, like, like about everything. That's just lazy bullshit California speak and I need to start cutting that out. Um, right there. Um, um, especially because I'm about to move to the south where I think that really is going to stand out and pinpoint me out of a crowd. But as I'm in this gas station, there's a line of people, a big line of people. I'm so patient, I can just kind of stand there and wait. I'm kind of smiling, I'm taking it all in. Uh, 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 uh. And while I'm standing there, not only did a man near the front of the line step aside and let two elderly ladies skip in front of him, which really stuck out as, whoa, whoa, this man, whoa. You know, this guy isn't in a hurry at all or something? Like, wow, that was weird. And another man comes in comes in barging in the door, he kind of looked a little run down, a little like, you know, what would you, like like a mechanic or something, someone who has like a hard labor job, you know, not really clean, kind of looked like he was coming from like a construction site or kind of a little dirty, real, real thick country accent, comes in with a giant wad of money in his hand. All I saw was, it was a lot of bills, an excessive amount of bills, it was like a 20, a five, maybe a bunch of ones, 
he had it up in his hand and he was just like, I just wanted to turn this in. Someone dropped this in the parking lot and uh, I would feel too bad if I drove off with it. And they did, you know, the people at the cash register were like, oh, okay, thanks. You know, we'll keep it here in case, you know. And they're like, oh, yeah, have a blessed day. Have a good day. And walked away. And I stood there and I like froze in astonishment. I was just like, man, you wouldn't see that anywhere in California. <laughs> you wouldn't see anyone turn in money, let alone like a man, let alone like a working man coming from a job site where he's probably put, you know, he probably just broke his back all day working hard for probably not enough money, you know. And he's just hurt, he finds a bunch of cash he could have just driven off with. And he instead goes in, turns it in. And it really struck me as, man, there are some, there are some men here in, in Missouri. You know, I mean, that is, that to me was just really, really inspiring. and really struck me as um, good. It really filled me with good and joy. And I went up to the register and I was just like, wow, I, you would never see that in California. You know, so we kind of started joking about it. They were like, oh, wow, what is California like? Man, it's beautiful, but the people are not like that. <laughs> the people are not like that, that's for sure. Um, so I just wanted to share that. That was kind of fun. I just I just wanted to write to, um, you know, men are men in Missouri, and it's clear that God is still there. Uh, I think God is not in, a, not in a lot of places of California, not in a lot of heart and souls um, out of their choosing, out of their choice. But Missouri clearly has it. The people there look you in the eye. They're good people. They respect each other. They respect you. I'd say I'm from out of state. I'd say I'm from a place like California, which they probably talk shit about online or whatever. That stupid lip tards coming from California. And they still, you know, respected me, showed me a, a great amount of respect and appreciation and, you know, wished me, wished me good luck on my journey. Um, so I could, yeah, I could see myself living there for sure. Some small town in Missouri. There are good people there still. Um, but then I went into Illinois, drove through western Illinois, which felt like home to me. Uh, my ancestors are from Barrie, Illinois. Barrie, it's kind of by Quincy, kind of by St. Louis in western Illinois. They're like hog farmers, I think, like farmers and uh, hog farmers. And then my grandpa went to war, kind of got at some jobs, and, you know, the rest is, you know, my family living in Quincy's, Champaign, Chicago, San Diego, just kind of different big cities after that. But there's something magical about just driving through the country of Western Illinois, and I think it was, you know, in the blood. My blood was feeling like it was at home. Um, so I'm going to probably try to make another detour there sometime to small towns in Western Illinois and maybe try to reconnect, maybe even try to find the original farm my grandfather was from. Um, uh, uh, uh. Yeah, it felt magical. And then driving to Champaign is my hometown, Champaign, Illinois. It's a fairly small town, but it's also a college town. And it's just getting bigger, bigger and bigger and bigger. It's growing. Everything's, you know, they're building these giant fancy buildings. Corporations are coming in and just filling the, the base floor of these giant apartment complexes with Subways and Cadobas and Taco Bells and stuff. It was a little gross. It was nice being home. It was very nostalgia feeling being home, but they're, you know, my high school right now is just being gutted and remodeled. The, you know, football fields I always practice on, the baseball field I played on as a, as a kid, they're just destroyed, you know, and they're rebuilding a nicer, newer field, which is great. I mean, it's good for the community. It'll be good in the future for kids to have better facilities that we didn't have, but there's just something. There's something off about it. It really feels like Champagne is trying to develop too fast and too quickly and not in a good way, not in an authentic way. It really feels like they're building just for the sake of building, making things new just for the sake of them being new and not really sticking true to like the principles that was this kind of small town feel in um, Illinois. 
So I get it. I understand it. It's business. It's money. It's the economy. It's all that kind of stuff. But there was just something missing. I mean, driving through all these small towns in Oklahoma and New Mexico and you know Missouri, just really seeing small towns where it was kind of rough around the edges and things aren't nice and things aren't new, but people there look you in the eye and they really treat you with respect and the values there really stand out with human interactions and human connections. It really was noticeable that Champagne is being developed and becoming nice and rich and fancy and, you know, students aren't really looking you in the eyes, they're down looking at their phones and stuff and I don't know. Other than, you know, my dad and the friends I met up with there, people just weren't, they didn't really seem very engaged. Um, I wrote here, Champagne feels like it's abandoning its identity and authenticity in an attempt to become a big city and rich and fancy. It uh, seems phony and artificial. And so it's kind of sad. It's kind of sad, but I get it. You know, it's just not my place. It's not my scene. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be moving back to my hometown, which is a little disheartening. But it just really struck me as uh, maybe a sign. <laughs> maybe a sign that I shouldn't be, you know, fall for the city again and you know reluctantly move back and think it's the right choice. Uh, clearly, it's not a place I want to be. But the people there like it. That's fine, you know, <laughs> that's fine for them there. That's totally fine for them to be there. Um, yeah, just, I wrote here, just the men, the men in Champagne seemed a little weak and broken compared to, you know, the very confident, honest, smart, strong, capable men of Missouri and Oklahoma. There was just something about the masculine energy there where people were men. People were good people looking each other in the eye, treating each other with respect and dignity. And it just really felt empty in Champagne. Um, I did want to give a shout out to Watson's. It's a cool little place in town run by some of my friends I went to high school with. They're good people. They really stuck out as good people. They hire their friends to work there. They hire people in the community that they know that, you know, go out of their way to help each other. That was a really good moment. Great food, cool bar in the, in the downtown little area. Real hip and, hip and modern. Been hearing great things from my friends. I even heard great things from random people I met in San Diego about it. So the word's getting out, and that to me spoke true of how a good person running a good honest business, the word will carry. You know, you can make these fancy, phony, fake bullshit shops, and you can get good Yelp reviews, and you can look nice and, you know, be classy and pretentious or whatever, but the good places to go, the true places to go, and the people, that, the things that people go out of their way to talk about are the businesses owned by good people, run by good people, managed by good people, who help good people. Um, Shout out to Nick, I'm not going to say his last name, but Nick G, I went to high school with. I feel like I was a shithead in high school, and I feel like he did never really treated me with respect, which I might have deserved, to be honest. I was a little shithead, I was very selfish and ignorant. Um, fat and lazy. We played baseball together, he was a few years older than me, and he never really respected me. I never really liked him, I never really appreciated him as a person. But he was working there, and he came up right away, noticed me, recognized me right away, shook my hand, introduced me, asked me if I needed anything. Um, that I could just feel in the handshake and just see in his eyes good, a good person, a genuine person, you know. And he had every right to just tell me to fuck off or ignore me or pretend he didn't recognize me or something. I mean, I didn't have this beard. I was much fatter and, you know, much more like childish in appearance. So he could have just played it off as, eh, whatever, I don't want to talk to that fucking asshole kid. But he really went out of his way to come up, shake my hand, introduce himself, welcome me to the establishment. And, um... So shout out Nick, that was really cool man, it really stuck out as, you know, you really stuck out as a good person to me and that was a good interaction for me to have on my journey, this journey I'm currently on. And then Sean, 
the Sean's the owner of Watson's. He's, I mean, he was there. He was with his family. I, I wanted to eat my meal, not disturb him, and then kind of come up at the end and shake his hand and you know congratulate him and on his, all his business success and just you know compliment him on how good the business was run. The food was amazing. He ended up taking off, so I didn't get to say anything. But if somehow you end up seeing this, Sean, uh, shout out to you. You're running a great establishment, and keep up the good work, and keep helping all your friends. Keep helping everyone in the community that needs 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 the help. Um, you're doing good work, man. Keep it up. Um, I wanted to touch on my dad. Um, my dad overall is a good person, and it was amazing to see him. Um, but it's also just a little bit sad. He's. Uh, definitely on the side of evil right now i don't think he wants to be i think deep down he's a good person but he's just very i mean boomer he was one of those brainwashed boomers you know he really is um negative and angry and sad and lonely and he takes it out on himself he always makes excuses and downplays himself and his own value he's very negative he's very you know he got he gossips and he drama speaks and it's very noticeable He'll talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and won't let you talk. And it really stands out after a while of, you know, I'm a talker, obviously I do this shit and I do podcasts and I'm a very sociable person. I've learned that from my family who are very big talkers. But it gets to a point where there's an excessive amount of talking and you won't let the person you're with speak. That it really becomes very noticeably selfish. Like you don't care about what other people have to say or what other people are doing. And it was all this just kind of silly talk a lot of personal drama that I don't have any engagement with. I don't know these people. I'm never going to know these people. But it's just constant stories about their lives and negative speak about them. So it was rough. Um, I didn't, it was his birthday. I didn't want to disrupt his birthday. I didn't want to like cause any real big drama or rift with him. But it was a little sad. It was a little sad just kind of being around him, even though it was also amazing. Just hugging my father for the first time in a year being in the home, being in his house that he's like really built and remodeled and seeing the improvements he's made and all the hard work he's put on his house was awesome. It was great, you know, seeing the value that he actually does have, but it was rough hearing him downplay himself and be real negative and anti, you know, his own self-worth. Um, he's kind of working stupid jobs. He's a very talented man. He builds things. He worked in construction. He went to school for architecture. He knows the ins and outs of the construction business. He was a bid planner for construction companies. So he knows money, he knows how to save people money, he knows how to build things, he knows how to do really cool things where he can build porches for people and make it you know, really cheap and inaffordable. And you know, I'm trying to convince him slowly over time, I guess, to go out and get another one of those jobs instead of just kind of like flipping burgers on a grill just for a paycheck. Um, I'm not gonna get too personal or drama filled with this or whatever. Um, I do love my dad and he is a good man and it's just kind of rough seeing him be on the side of evil. Um, just because he kind of goes with his brainwashing programming. But overall, it was good to see him. It was good to interact with him, especially on his birthday. And I hope him the best. I love him so much. That's kind of why it's so sad. <laughs> I don't get angry anymore. I just get sad um, seeing you follow the wrong path. And I think he needs a little bit of God in his life. I think he's very reluctant to God. I think he was raised in, a, in an extremely religious small town called Quincy, Illinois. And I think his family really pushed religion on him aggressively, and I think he spent his whole life kind of rejecting that and running away from it, like I was doing. So I think eventually he needs to kind of overcome that, because eventually I'm going to have grandchildren, and then they're going to need a, a spiritual, awesome, strong, male, cap capable grandfather in their life. And so we'll work on that eventually, for sure.
but I do love my dad and he has a, he has a lot of potential. He has a lot of potential and a lot of value. So I'm actually optimistic, but just in the moment, it's been a little sad kind of seeing him and interacting with him. Um, but yeah, just in general, I mean, he's, he's kind of just the prototypical, I call it the fully brainwashed boomer now. It's just the boomers who gave in to what the TVs told them to do, uh, reject God, pleasure seek, get material wealth at all costs, and you know, just be angry. It's all about anger. They let their anger really dictate their lives, and it's very noticeable to me now. Now that I really don't have anger, now that I'm very like in tune and in touch with God and just his path and his light, you can see people who don't have it. You can really feel the energy emanating from their speech and from themselves. And I keep seeing it a lot. Midwest boomers have really been fully brainwashed and indoctrinated to, you know, reject God. And I just want to say, if you're a boomer out there, it's not too late, man. It's not too late to forgive and forget. Ask God for forgiveness. Repent for your sins. Forgive your children. Work on, you know, ask your children to forgive you for everything you've done to them. Um, it'll help them. If your children are struggling, it's it's probably something you've done to them. <laughs> you can bitch and complain about your kids all you want, but you're the one who raised them. You know, you and your peers are the ones who raised us. And it's time to start reflecting on that. It's time to start apologizing for that. And me, my generation, millennials, Zoomers, young kids, we need to start overcoming our parents. We can't keep bitching and being negative about the boomers and keep complaining about what they did to us. We have to eventually grow up ourselves, overcome what they did. It's sad to see how brainwashed, sad to understand and realize how brainwashed they are, but it's also really kind of cool seeing the opportunity we have to overcome that hurdle and you know do something meaningful, which is grow up, grow up on our own. <laughs> we don't have people forcing us to grow up. We're going to be able to choose to grow up and do right on our own. And there's something magical about that. And it really feels good. I'm really optimistic about the future of this uh, generation. I was really anti-boomer and I was really upset at my peers the last few months. Because um, I'm starting to kind of see the truth. I'm kind of starting to see the spiritual battle taking place. But now I'm also starting to see the... the we're going towards and I think it's going to be magical and beautiful so boomers apologize to your children <laughs> really truly think about everything you've done all the harm you've caused to your children and to others how selfish you've been how materialistic you've been how self-indulgent you've been your whole lives how angry you've been how fearful you've been of things and start working on your children man your time's almost up you don't want your legacy to be negative. You don't want your children to resent you or hate you after after you're gone. Uh, I really advise you reach out to your children, ask them to forgive you. And my peers, the children of the boomers, we need to, whether that happens or not, we can't wait on that to happen. We need to take charge right now and forgive them. Forgive them for what they did to us and we need to move on. Shit happened, it all happened. There's no taking it back. We gotta forgive them. You don't have to forget. It's forgetting might might actually lead us to, you know, making the same mistakes later or forgetting about the obstacles that have been caused or have been put in front of us. Don't forget, but definitely forgive and move on and improve and work hard and life will be good. <laughs> yeah, it starts with faith. It always starts with faith, belief in God, the higher power. It's going to start motivating you. And then he'll radiate that back to you. You'll start feeling it too. It's undeniable. You'll start feeling it. Um, 
be loyal, stick true to your word. If you make a contract, you sign a contract, even if it's bullshit, just follow through with it. Obey your orders, obey the law, give Caesar what's Caesar's, let the government, let the people in charge fucking be miserable and <laughs> indulge in their material wealth at your expense. But just stick true to your contracts, be true to yourself, and you'll see really good results after that. And just remain hopeful and optimistic. It will really, it will really, really solve a lot of your problems. Just that. Just cut the despair out, cut the, you know, cut the depression and all the bullshit out. Ask God for help if you need it. But cut the fear out. Cut the pain out. Don't linger in it. Be hopeful and optimistic because things are about to get really interesting and then really good. I know it. I know it. You know it. If you're not in denial or you're not still addicted to porn and drugs, you know it. You know it. I wrote here just to kind of end before I answer some of your questions. So shout out anyone here. I see some people give me thumbs up and stuff. Ask me questions. I'll answer them here pretty soon. Or if you want to give me some advice or um, if you want me to touch on any, any topics before I go, shoot me right now these questions on the chat. But I wrote here just uh, make sure you're rejecting the temptations of the world, the lies, the easy, the evil. Um, just start with rejecting it. Don't put it in your life. Don't put up with it. Don't accept it. Repent. That's kind of the start. That'll really, you'll start to really see a lot of, you'll start to see yourself and the error of your ways when you start to repent to God um, or just repent to yourself internally. Think of all the harm you've done to yourself and all the harm you're doing to others and the harm you will continue to do to yourself and continue to do to others if you don't start with reflecting and internalizing and critically thinking about the sins you've, sins you've done or just the evil you've committed. Uh, it starts with the repenting. Then forgive. Definitely forgive each other. Forgive others. Be sympathetic to others. I have been very hard on the boomers. <laughs> I'm learning to be sympathetic to them. They were brainwashed. They were fully brainwashed. And yeah, they gave into what was easy. They gave into the lies. They gave into the temptations. And they've done a lot of evil. But we have to forgive them for it. We're going to just continue the cycle. And we're just going to continue doing all that bullshit if we don't forgive them <laughs> it's hard it's gonna be tough it's been really tough but it will pay off for all of us all of us and future generations for sure i wrote here um start with no porn and premarital sex it's a really good starting point even if you are in a relationship where you and your you and your significant other have had a bunch of sex and that's you know and you're pretty confident that you're gonna get married prove to yourselves that you can go without it Prove to yourself that you can overcome uh, overcome that pleasure-seeking, that need to be pleasured all the time, and start to connect. Start to connect with your mind and your soul. Uh, don't seek it out. It really will... I mean, don't seek it out. Don't indulge in the porn. Don't do all that stuff, man. It really rots your brain, and you'll really notice a big improvement when you stop really seeking that material sex pleasure all the time. It really is freeing. It's liberating. The chains break, man. <laughs> the chains the chains are off and it's so great. It's so amazing. I can look at a pretty girl like a human being now instead of just like some weird physical object or some potential mate, you know. It's cool to just kind of have people in your life and have genuine good connections with people and not be worried about sex or appearing sexy or whatever. And if you're going to get married to someone, prove that you can have a relationship and be in this relationship with each other without the sex being a crucial part of it. 
And if the, your significant other can't handle that, if they're too addicted to their pleasures and their pleasure-seeking and all that shit, they're not for you. They're not this. They're not a real connection that you should have in your life for the rest, for the next 60 years, you know, here and then beyond. Um, sex shouldn't define your life. Sex shouldn't define your relationships. Thoughts and spiritual connections should. Appreciation, love, and respect should. Um, so I really advise everyone Definitely no porn. Cut the fucking porn. We don't have to ban it. All that bullshit politics. That's happening right now with the conversation on that. We don't have to ban it. Just overcome it. Choose to overcome it. It really is poison for your brain. It's poison for your mind, and it's ruining us. Um, it's ruining all the young men. I can see it. I can see. <laughs> I can see it. I can feel it. And um, yeah. Do, I mean, just start there. Start with the porn. Start with no premarital sex. Really just focus on having good, loving relationships. And you'll see an improvement, and our society will start to improve for sure. Um, I wrote here, you know, after that, you know, if you, have, if you have crutches in your life, addictions to drugs, alcohol, that kind of stuff, you know, use them if you need to, but overcome those. you got to overcome those. I think it all starts with your sex urges, your sex pleasure-seeking, but all of your drug-indulging, your hedonistic lifestyles that are you know, blurring your line, blurring, blurring your mind, you know, clouding your mind and escaping your problems, escaping your sadness by making artificial happiness, temporary artificial happiness because you smoke some pot or you pop some pills or, you know, drink a few shots or whatever. It's just that it's temporary. It's not really truly helping you. You're putting off actually overcoming your problems and making your life better by pretending you are pretending you're feeling good for a little bit. So, you know, it's hard, it's tough. <laughs> I did it the last year, it was really tough, guys. It takes hard work, and uh, a lot of people in your life aren't gonna be accepting, they're not gonna be encouraging you to do it. You have to really choose to do that on your own, and I really advise you to do it. It's really freeing, it's liberating, it's helped me, I see it helping others, and it's gonna make society better, just better in general. Lastly, just be, be healthy and find happiness. Be healthy, just in your own way. Whatever diet makes you good, makes you know, works for your body. Whatever exercise routine works for your body, just kind of do it a little bit here and there, more and more and more. It'll really, really make your mind work better. It'll make your soul feel better, and you'll find God. It's really unbelievable how that happens. <laughs> and then it's really noticeable how they push all this bullshit on you. How the, the, the man or the, the Satan or the evil, they push all this bullshit chemicals on you. They push laziness and glorifying, you know, unhealthy bodies on people as if it's a norm. It becomes very noticeable and apparent that that's not the right path once you're on it. So step by step, guys, cut the sex out of your life, cut the porn out of your life, cut the drugs out of your life and just be healthy. And you'll be happy <laughs> you'll just be happy I don't know how to really put it into words I can only kind of live and you know use my words to communicate this message um, I can also just kind of be a role model and live through that being a good role model for other people showing you that this is the good way to live but I'm truly just free guys I'm not depressed anymore I'm not angry I don't get sad I don't get fearful of things it's so unbelievably freeing. I mean, it feels like I'm high 24-7. <laughs> now that I'm not getting high and I'm not jacking off and I'm not trying to get laid or whatever and I'm not getting drunk, you know, it really is just a universal, awesome, warm, comforting light inside of me. And I please, please join me on that. If you need help, reach out. You can reach out on my DMs on Twitter and Instagram. You can email me at seanvplanet at gmail.com. 
Um, if you want, you can get my number. I'll give my cell phone out to good people I trust, and we can talk and communicate, and I can encourage you, I can give you advice, I can just tell you what I did, and let you kind of find your own path on your own, that's fine, but um, I just really recommend, I can't recommend enough, <laughs> just to be a better person. Um, it really feels good, it does feel good, guys. And I just also wanted to state at the very end, I said it's never too late to enter the kingdom of, kingdom of heaven. This mostly goes out to my boomers, but also just us, my generation. Like, eventually we have to wake up. Eventually we have to start seeking God first. Excuse me. Eventually we have to just kind of start seeking what's good. It's a spiritual warfare. It's a battle of good and evil right now. It's taking place all around us. It's being clouded with, with distractions and games and politics and religions and race and sex and gender and all this stuff uh it's really just a battle of good and evil and when you start to choose the good you'll start to see the path that is heading you in the direction of the kingdom of heaven and it's it's gonna be great guys <laughs> it's gonna be magical it's gonna be so magical um but yeah any questions or advice i guess i'll start looking and actually reading the chat here sorry i'm bad at this live stream stuff i will get better um, hello Valley Bear, hello, welcome to Raisins. You guys are awesome. Thanks for being here and helping me on my journey and putting up with my nonsense. <laughs> um, she said, what helped you overcome that feeling of holding back? Um, God, honestly, just what helped me was I was an atheist. I was a shithead, satanic, atheist, hedon. And I just started opening up my heart to God. I started praying, I started communicating to God. There are moments in my life where God was sending me direct, clear messages and I was rejecting it on purpose because I didn't want the responsibility. I didn't want to work hard. I didn't want to be, you know, not pleasured all the time. It's so easy in California to just smoke weed whenever you're happy, whenever you're not happy, you know, and waste your time away and, you know, avoid working hard and working, you know, avoid working on the, doing the difficult things in life. But, um, just finding God for once really helped me overcome that. It was wild. It was really wild. The whole path became so easy. I mean, it was easy to quit smoking cigarettes. It was easy to quit drinking alcohol. It was easy to stop eating bread and eating, you know, eating less, eating healthy foods. Uh, I quit the porn. I quit the premarital sex. I put, quit all that shit. And it was so easy. And it all started with just kind of having faith in a higher power and truly having a good relationship with him. So I definitely advise starting there. So this is great news, Sean. Glad you've overcome the sinful pleasures of life. I know I am too. Um, Satan does rule California, no doubt. It's undeniable. It's a lost place. I have, I want to be hopeful and optimistic for the people there. I have a lot of friends and family still there. Probably some people watching this will be from there. I hope you either start to really internalize and reflect on the evil that is just radiating from like the buildings and the locations and the you know all your peers and the people around you. And either seek to internalize and overcome or just do what I'm doing and kind of get out. You got to just get out if it's too much. Um, some, you know, say it's just Satan's land. I don't know. <laughs> it's so clear. Driving through states like Texas and Oklahoma, Missouri, it's like so clear that Satan doesn't really have his grasp over the people there yet. Um, but California is ruled over by Satan for sure. Everyone's waving. No one else is really commenting. Thumbs up, wave. Shout out Tilden Gill, um, JP, Josh Promo, my boy, what's going on? Bear Boulder, thank you for the love. Um, 
Tarpinian Productions, thanks for the wave. Nevertheless, Bear, thanks for the wave. Shaunaverse, thanks for the wave. You're dope. You're always dope. Keep up the good work. Um, to everyone out there, thank you for <laughs> following my nonsense. Um, I make podcasts and stuff. You can find me at Sean V. Planet on all the podcast things Spotify, Stitcher, um, Podbean, Google Podcasts. Uh, you can find all these live stream videos here as of now on Instagram while I'm on my journey, but eventually when I get set up in Nashville and settled in, I'm going to be doing streams on DLive. So I'm, when I have, finally have my computer access to do live streaming, I'll be doing that on DLive. So follow me there for future content stuff. DLive, I think it's just Sean V. Planet on there. Then I'm going to put all these videos, everything there and everything here on BitChute. That's BitChute.com. Also Sean V. Planet on that. You can find me there for all future videos. I'm going to be on YouTube temporarily, I guess. But man, YouTube is really pissing me off lately. They're censoring some really interesting, cool voices. Um, it's kind of crazy that they like censor people who are controversial thinkers or people who are just kind of speaking out and speaking the truth and not literally like satanic shit. Um, I saw some video from some rapper named Trippy Red and it's like literally just this crazy demonic video and... It's insane that like this drug, you know, glorifying taking acid and doing demonic worship. And it's crazy that that stuff's just allowed on YouTube and they actually get monetized. <laughs> they make money doing that. And just people like Owen Benjamin just get, you know, censored for being a Christian, being a father and being a good role model to people. It's insane that there, that is happening, that these insane Katy Perry satanic occult videos and, you know, literal like porn videos, rappers film their music videos and like strip clubs and stuff and throw money on half naked women or basically naked women and all that stuff is just perfectly fine with YouTube. But you know, people like me will be censored eventually. So I'm kind of over it. I'm kind of over it before they even come for me. I'm not even being censored yet, but I will be. Um, so I don't really think I'm going to be doing much on YouTube. I'm just going to put these live streams on until I really figure out how to do bit shoot. So if you want to find all my video stuff in the future, follow me on DLive for the live streaming stuff and then on BitChute for like a kind of the collection, the catalog of all my videos um, and temporarily YouTube, reluctantly temporarily YouTube. But yeah, all my podcast stuff is on Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter and Gab. I'm going to be doing like memes and updates of all this like content making stuff there. Uh, so follow me on that stuff. And yeah, just have a blessed day. <laughs> Keep the faith, be loyal, be hopeful. God is good. He's truly good. The light's good, guys. And thanks for being here. Thanks for participating. Thanks for waving at me. Thanks for giving me thumbs ups, thumbs ups, backs, waves, backs. Thank you, guys. I love you all. Love each other. Love God. Thank you.